along. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' What up? What up? Slapdick Podcast coming at you on this fine hump day, work boot Wednesday, hard hat, work boot, whatever you want to call it. Um, here on the Slapdick Podcast, here on YouTube, man, hit the like button, hit the notification bell, subscribe, become a member, do it all, growing the Slapdick Podcast uh, YouTube channel, man. So I appreciate you guys, you guys listening out there, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to a podcast, check me out. Um, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Please go out and use the promo code SLAPDICK and get you 20% off on at manscaped.com. Go out there, use the promo code SLAPDICK, get you some gear. Men, take care of your balls. Women, take care of your man's balls. Women, you, need, you might need it too. Uh, this holiday season is right around the corner. And I'm giving away um, thanks to all our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the Global Leaders in Below the Waist Grooming? Not to mention it includes their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and soar brownie points. Score brownie points with the in-laws. Give yourself Manscaped for the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code SLAPDICK. By going to manscaped.com, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season is for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Quote of the day, man. Um... Brian, what up? Former Garden City Brockbuster, hometown Garden City, Kansas. Hey, I appreciate you joining, man. Listen, quote of the day of this Slapdick Podcast, Work Boot Wednesday, Hard Hat Wednesday, Hump Wednesday, Hump Day, whatever you want to call it. Um, Life is the best teacher. Life is the best teacher. And I truly believe that life is the best teacher. And I, you know, it blows my mind that we're here today discussing tragedy that's once again happened with uh, a public figure, an athlete, a entertainer, what have you. You know, athletes are in the news today, obviously, with the Henry Ruggs situation. Um, basically. He murdered somebody. I don't care how you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. I hate to see a young brother have to go through this after all the shit that happens through, you know, that all the shit that's gone on for I don't know fucking how many years, right? It's unfortunate. And I got today's show, just so you know, today's show is called Lessons to be Learned. All right. Henry Ruggs is the latest victim in my opinion. I call it a victim. He's a uh, victim of a... It's a casualty, man, to be honest. But he's a victim, in my opinion, of 
bad, bad surroundings, bad mentorship, bad home lives, bad parenting, bad everything. And it starts with the enabling of the coach, the parent, the homies who suck these cats' dicks and tell them how great they are. When in reality, they have not a fucking clue what the real world really entails. And it's going to smack them in the mouth. And I swear to God, I just posted some shit on Twitter that was deleted um, about the Ruggs versus Aaron Rodgers debacle. And I know you guys follow me on Twitter and social media and Instagram, and you saw that I posted the whole soft-ass jumping up high five between Ruggs and Smith for the Eagles last week. And ironically, a week later, we're here discussing a kid who I told you was fucking enabled and soft, and everybody, all oh, coach, they're boys. They're just high-fiving and chilling. what I say? I said... High five and chill on vacation in the off season. You don't need no fucking high five and chill with the homies before or after the game. Fucking do that shit later. But it comes from the enabled fucking mentors and coaches and parents that are up raising these young people. Men, women alike, black, white alike. It doesn't matter. All kids are disrespectful nowadays. They're fucking raised wrong. There's a bad fucking aura in the air when I talk to these young kids. I'm just telling you. You talk to these young motherfuckers, man. First of all, they know everything. They'll cut you off in a New York minute to tell you what they know. Yet, they have yet to pay a fucking mortgage bill, a light bill, a car note, send a kid to college, pay for food or groceries. And yet... We continue to glorify these motherfuckers without telling them the truth. Nobody's telling these cats the truth. If they were told the truth, you might be avoiding these type of situations. And everyone's like, Coach, he just drove drunk and fucked up and killed somebody. That's not anything to do with, oh, yeah, it is. I, I do correlate that it is. Life is the best teacher, quote of the day, right? Andy Reid's son just did this. He just damn near killed a person before the Super Bowl last year. And you're in the NFL. Ruggs is in the NFL. And who is not having these discussions with these dudes that, listen, this motherfucker's also in the NFL. He just almost killed a motherfucker. How about we not ever put ourselves into this situation? Life is a great teacher. Only if you want to be taught. Only if you're willing to listen and learn. You can't be ignorant, shut off your ears, close your eyes, and think that everything's going to be okay. Because it's not. You're going to kill a motherfucking person and their dog by driving 156 miles an hour in Vegas, where you can't even do those speeds anywhere that I know of. And uh, it's always the drunk driver that lives, man. Too bad. That's sad. You know what I'm saying? It is really sad that the drunk driver is always the motherfucker that 
ends up living. It's amazing to me how that works. Because why? Life is a great teacher. And if there is a God, man, God is doing that shit on purpose. I truly believe it. You're staying alive because we're teaching a lesson to the next motherfucker on how not to do something. Henry Ruggs, you just killed a motherfucking person and a dog. The next Henry Ruggs coming up, hopefully you listen and learn and not do it. Henry Ruggs, you failed because Andy Reid's son did this shit less than a year ago and you fucking had your blinders on. You stayed ignorant. You wanted to fucking ignore it. You wanted to stay cool, rock your big boy whip, driving down the strip to show off for what? For what? You can't call Uber or Lyft. I, I just don't understand that. I don't understand. I, I really don't. You know what I mean? Uh, even back in my days, we didn't have Uber or Lyft, but we had the homies. We had the homie. We had a girl. We had a family member. I, I, I just, man, people I know, we, that's just not something we did growing up. It wasn't, it wasn't even a thought. Like, we were, we knew we couldn't fucking get behind the wheel. Like, that was a huge, that was embedded into us as youngsters. Just as thank you and please go a long fucking way. Thank you, ma'am, sir. Please, ma'am, sir. All those things go a long way. Do you ever hear kids nowadays in discussions say please or thank you? How many do, like, I want to know because I don't hear it. Do you hear sir or ma'am? Maybe in the South. Maybe in the South, kids are still that way. Um, man, it's Henry Ruggs, okay? How many motherfuckers could he call? He has an agent, by the way. He has a management team, by the way. He has a publicist, by the way. There's a million motherfucking resources to these NFL, NBA entertainers at Beckon's call that he can call and get a fucking ride home. Okay? And if you're that fucked up to be driving 160, you should never drive a car. I don't know, man. Like, who who, who died? I don't know. But, like, as the father to that person, I, I, I would be like, I'm going to find you, homie. <laughs> like, you don't get it. Like, people don't understand. that. There's no difference in that and shooting a motherfucker in the head. I, I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't see it. I, I, I equate rape, fucking sodomy, fucking pedophilia i equate all that shit drunk driving fucking all in the same category man you're all shit birds you're all the lowest bottom feeding fucks there are period i grew up in a household at the time, when I was very, very young, I had a dad that was an alcoholic. He used to drink, chill, whatever. He would drive all the time, open can right in his lap, paper, brown paper bag. He loved Corvettes. I grew up in a Corvette with him. His homeboy actually owned a Corvette dealership in L.A. He'd have a new Corvette every year. And, man, shit. 
I had fucking this motherfucker drunk, drove drank beers every day. Would have like a twelve pack if we had to go far, and he would crack one, paper bag it right in his lap. And uh, I was just to myself like, "Damn, that's my dad." I ain't never gonna say shit to him, but I knew I wasn't gonna be that way. That's why I don't agree with the. We're so quick to claim or give these people mental health excuses. Get out of free pass. Get a free pass. You know, get out of jail card. For mental health. That's why I am so against the whole mental health thing. Because I've witnessed the largest dope deal in United States history. The hardest gangbangers in United States history. Crooked cops. Drunken driving dads. My dad dies. I'm at practice the same day as a coach later in life. My point being is I saw how not to do shit and not do it. Be a grown person. When you got hair on your nuts, you know the difference between fucking right and wrong. When you grow enough hair on your nuts and hit what's called puberty, motherfuckers, you know the difference between right and wrong. I don't want to hear no fucking mental excuse. I don't want to hear shit about it. Real recognizes fucking real, and everyone out there that's real realizes and says, damn, you're right. I do know that was wrong. I do know that was right. I made a fucking choice. Life is about choices and the ones that we make, period. There's no fucking gray area. There ain't no fucking if this, this, this. If was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. If, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my fucking uncle. That ain't what we're talking about. This motherfucker made a choice. And come to find out, they said he had a gun in the car. Like, I didn't want to start the show off with this, but I'm just like, Twitter pissed me off. They deleted a tweet I posted. So, uh, man, there's been a lot of people that did it. You know, Dante Stallworth did it. Fucking Lawrence Phillips did it. Fucking got, you know, hung himself in jail, they said later. I mean, he's a cat. I grew up playing against Lawrence Phillips. Um <laughs> Dog, it's just it blows my mind that And you know, I think everybody deserves a chance in life. Everybody deserves at least a second chance. When you get to the third chance and the fourth chance and the fifth chance or if you ignore signs because life is the best teacher, right? Life already taught us that Andy Reid's son just did this. That there's been a shitload of former NFL and NBA players that have done this. And the outcome is not great. Look at Jason Williams from the Nets back in the day. Remember that whole fucking deal? So, like, Google that one. <sighs> Leonard Little. Yeah, another one. Like, dog, there's been a ton of them. There's a ton of them. There's ones that you don't hear about. And you got the Ray Caruths of the world that just got out of jail. And this motherfucker killed his baby mama in a trunk and put her in a trunk of a car. <laughs> He's out too. So, you know, to me, I don't, I'm like, fuck, homie. How are you out of jail? For, you didn't get life. But, you know, when you... The, the laws are fucked up in my opinion. I do understand there's there's a catastrophic mistakes that occur vehicle manslaughter right 
you know, is it manslaughter or is it murder? Like just because you're in a vehicular vehicular homicide, you know, they call it vehicular uh, homis, homicide, I believe now. So you're basically killing someone with your car. Dog. Consciously or subconsciously, he killed a motherfucker with his car. Knowing or not knowing. I don't give a fuck. But I posted a thing saying that Aaron Rodgers apparently hasn't vaccinated. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I'm the same way as he is. I, I really don't care about um, why you do or don't vaccinate. It's your own body, your own choice. I give a fuck. Just like women with abortions, that's their choice. They're right. I don't give a fuck. That's just who I am because I'm an independent thinker. I'm not a right winger, left winger, conservative, liberal, all this bullshit. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. All I know is what's right and wrong or how I am and how you treat me, period. That's how the fuck I live my life. I judge you for how you are with me, not with your friend, not with your mama, not with your auntie, not with the homie. How you are with me personally is how I judge a motherfucking human. Not from seeing them on Netflix and, and saying that I think I know how he is. He's an asshole. Fuck him. How, just how millions of people have done with me. I don't go around judging you for how you are at your job. Because I know there's a million different fucking things that could be going on that why you are how you are. I judge you for how you are with me. So, Aaron Rodgers chose not to take it, whatever. So be it. Hasn't made real big news. It was more news about him not playing for the Packers this year. He came back. Then it was bigger news. They got waxed by Saints first game. And then it's bigger news that they went on a seven-game win streak, beat undefeated Arizona Cardinals with no receivers. He's balling out of control. He looks like the MVP again, especially with Patrick Mahomes being down, looking shitty like I told you he was. He's a fucking gimmick quarterback. You guys overpaid him in Kansas City. And now you have... More fucking people up in arms about Aaron Rodgers not taking a shot than you do about Henry Ruggs killing a motherfucker. Now, tell me how fucked up this world is in that fucking bubble that you live in. How the fuck is that even humanly possible? COVID-19, whether whatever fucking conspiracy you want to call it, whatever it is, man-made, lab-made, whatever... Bottom line is, COVID took precedence over a motherfucker driving 156, 156 miles an hour and killing a 23-year-old girl and her dog. Period. There ain't no discussion. That is what has happened. That is the precedence. That is what's being discussed more. Yeah, I, po I posted a tweet. You got half the haters, half the guys that like it. I get it. Coach, it's literally everywhere. What are you talking about? That's a bad take. Rugs is everywhere. Well, maybe in the Midwest. Rugs was everywhere this morning, and then Rugs was everywhere again around noon when they said, okay, he was going 156 and had a fucking gun in the car, apparently. Like, you got to be a dumb, ignorant motherfucker, dog, to just not only drive the car but you had a gun in the car. Dog, you're not a gangbanger. I know cats that know you. You're not a gangster. 
You had the opportunity that a millions of people salivate over and you just pissed it down your fucking leg. Now, listen, I don't think it's over. I think he'll play again. My personal opinion, I think he'll play again. He killed a person. And you. this will be controversial. And this will be... Um, like... It'll be controversial what I'm about to say, but the bottom line is he killed a person. I don't believe is a bigger deal than Kareem Hunt hitting a woman or raping a woman or Tyreek Hill or fucking Ben Roethlisberger if they think he did or anyone. If you rape a woman or beat a woman, I put you in the same category as you drunk driving, killing a person. Now, coach, the lady didn't die. Yeah, but you should have killed her because if you're my daughter, you're going to die any fucking way if you rape my kid. (laughs) So to me, it's the fucking same. So you might as well have killed yourself, motherfucker, because I'm just telling you, I'm coming for you. The bottom line is there is no discrepancy in my JB's book of thought. You killed a person driving drunk and you raped a person. She gets to live, of course. Um, she's going to suffer m- real mental fucking health. That's mental health, by the, by the way, motherfuckers. She's going to have that over her life forever, which affects her own offspring and her own kids when she happens to actually have want one. And her future husband or what have you. I've seen it. I've dealt with it. I've been around it. And it actually is a real thing. It is a real thing that affects women uh, when they get older and they get into a relationship with their father or their husband. And they have a lot of issues. And the husband, unfair to him, has to deal with them as the husband. Affects their kids. The whole situation. So, in my opinion, yes, you killed a lady. That's a fucking shit deal, right? Unfortunate as it possible, of possible. And Kareem Hunt still has a job. There's been a million of these motherfuckers that are still playing. Why does it differ for Henry Ruggs? <laughs> Why is Henry Ruggs not going to be able to play again? I think, you, I think the NFL lets anyone fucking play. I'm just telling you. So I think he'll be back. If he don't go to jail, I think he'll be back. And I, you know, I I don't know how he don't do jail time. I I don't know how it's not going to be considered hom- vehicular homicide, vehicular murder, whatever you want to call it. He's going to probably plea out and get a vehicular uh, manslaughter, like degree three or some bullshit. And I feel that he'll play again. Just watch. Now, I don't know, man. I, I It's fucked up, right? It's all fucked up. But so life's about choices, man. And uh, life is a great teacher. And that's just, I haven't even started the show, by the way. That's 23 minutes of rambling on. And that just uh, irked me, so I had to talk about it. Um, but anyway, um 
Lessons to be learned, man. I, I, it's just crazy. I got some dislikes, man. I like to share my uh, dislikes. Ray Rice had an opportunity to play for a league minimum, and he didn't do it. So make sure you really realize Ray Rice did have an opportunity to come back. He didn't do it, though, for the league minimum. He thought he was too good, I guess. I don't know. Um, I got some dislikes, just so we're clear. And this is all lessons to be learned. And this is why I believe we are soft as a culture, society, America. We got frontline fucking soldiers deployed that are the same soft people mindset, soft mindset, use mental health as a crutch, motherfucking enabled fucks. And that's the sad part of the direction that we're headed. But that's just JB. But I know we're soft and people... This new generation, and I know there's some some cats that are younger who side with me and agree with me, and I I, I like to see the youngsters say, "Damn, coach, our, my generation is soft, man." But I'm not one of them. I, I get those texts all the time. Um, yep, there's a lot of cats that came out of Coffeeville, man, uh, around Leonard Little's time. Um, but. Dog, we've become so enabled and expect everything to be handed to us instantly. Like, instant gratification is what this world's about right now. Has anyone noticed that motherfuckers don't even pull over for the paramedics no more? Is that just me? (laughs) Is it just me or motherfuckers don't even pull over to the right side for the paramedics or whatever country you're from, wherever you pull over to? Motherfuckers are not pulling over. For the paramedics or the cop or whatever when the sirens hit. And it's causing a horrible fucking traffic jam because these enabled motherfuckers and people be like, coach, you shitting me. No, I'm not, dog. That's just why I tweeted the other day. I don't feel kid quarter players, players. Okay. I don't give a fuck if you're in the NFL, college, high school. If you are injured, should be wearing a coach's headset. I don't believe you should be privy to everything that's on the headset. There's privy information out there that we don't want the players to know about. Why the fuck should you have it? To me, it puts the players on the same fucking level as the coach. There is no hierarchy. There is no fucking subordinate insubordinate there is nothing there's no hierarchy and there's no level change and there's been consequences of it and if you saw my tweets you see a player dunk on a coach with a bas- with a football dunk on a practice field and during practice f- makes the coach fall down you know the coach is livid by the way the blatant disrespect that kids or how they are with coaches and mentors and and, and, and and fucking adults blows my mind. And motherfuckers don't talk about it enough. And it trickles over to these same motherfuckers who don't pull over for the paramedics. They feel that, no, go around me, motherfucker. My shit don't stink. No, you pay mortgage, dad? Yeah, but I'll tell you, this is how my shit works. <laughs> Mom, I don't eat that shit. Give me this. Bitch, fucking please. Where the fuck are the parents and the teachers and the coaches that are going to put your fucking foot down and put it on these motherfuckers' throats and tell them to shut the fuck up? And pay some motherfucking homage to your fucking forefathers, motherfucker. 
but we don't got a motherfucker to do so. We don't have anybody that will check these motherfuckers, and if we don't coach it, we allow it. Period. Man, I guarantee you Dak Prescott wouldn't be on a motherfucking headset with me and my staff. Guarantee fucking to you. Then in practice the next week, he'd be like, oh, remember, coach, you remember you said this? Okay. <laughs> Motherfucker, please. We are so privileged, dog, and enabled that we can't pull over for a paramedics no more. We can't say please and thank you. We can't call people ma'am and sir. And you don't believe that shit matters. I just told, I, I tell you, I equate it to making your bed in the morning. If you can't make your fucking bed in the morning, your priorities are all fucked up. Because making your bed sounds dumb. Nah, coach, that don't mean shit to me. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> if you're a self-made millionaire without making your bed, I would love to know one. I would love to meet you and understand and I want to know. Now, I said self-made. I didn't say given. I know a lot of millionaires that don't make their fucking bed that were giving the money, that were given the money. Their parents gave them the money and died or they had a fucking heirloom or some bullshit. Those are the motherfuckers that I expect not to make their motherfucking bed. But I equate it to making your bed in the morning, prioritizing your day, your life, your struggle, your goals, all that shit. Coaching one-on-one. People don't realize what it is. Life and coaching really goes hand-in-hand. A lot of people don't fucking discuss it. They don't understand it. But life is the best teacher. And Tim Paris said his 11-year-old, if he doesn't say yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, um, no, thank you, he's getting backhanded. Love to see it. Love to hear it. Um, It really pleases me. Give it up. Give it up for my main man, Tim Parrish. Um, I mean, it was a given, man. You, you ha- we had to say those things. Like, I just remember growing up. I don't, I don't give a fuck. In the hood, in the hood, in the inner city, we had to say it. It was being taught. And it wasn't a black, white, hood, suburb, privilege. Everybody in my generation were doing it. And it was being taught. I grew up in the fucking hood. And I was the only white motherfucker. And every black cat I knew said, thank you, please, ma'am and sir. So don't make it a color thing. It ain't a fucking color thing. It's a right or wrong thing. And disrespect is a learned trait just as is racism and racist. You learn how to be a racist, motherfucker. Just so we're clear. So, just want to make sure we're clear. Inglewood High School beat Morningside High School 106-0 this past weekend in a high school football game here in Los Angeles, Southern California. And I want to make sure... That everybody here has been waiting to hear my response to this topic. Everyone on Twitter and everything has been blasting me about it. I actually know the coaches that coach for the team that put up the 106 points, ironically. (laughs) He actually has a brother. They were actually banned from Los Angeles Unified School District for similar acts prior. And for illegal recruiting and for a bunch of different shit. All right. 
I've never heard any bad things about the dude as far from the kids. Obviously, if kids go play for you, obviously you have to have some quality that is attracting young student athletes. Okay. Number one, there has to be some type of relationship there or the kids wouldn't be going there. Now, there does there is kids that go to shitbirds places that are good talent because they get lied to, duped. They get sold a dream. That does happen, too. Don't get it twisted. I know a bunch of those slapdicks. But they're all slapdicks. Let's just be honest about it, all right? 90% of high school coaches are slapdicks. But there's some great ones. And there's some really, really good high school football coaches. There are really great coaches out there that are teaching the right thing, coaching the right thing, and doing the right thing. Unfortunately, the bad ones overshadow all the shit the good ones do on a day-to-day, year-to-year basis. That's unfortunate, all right? Especially here in California where admin doesn't really give a shit about sports and athletics. They can care less about those kids that are playing in it who keeps them from going home during the busy times, which means the bell rings at school, you get out with general population, you go out in the street, you get shot, on a drive-by administrators don't think about these things especially in the inner city you got a black and brown war going on um instead of having a hundred of those student athletes or students in your football program you can give a fuck less let them go out in the streets and have the opportunity to fight kill or get killed in a gang activity administrators who have phds though that's why i tell you degrees are so fucking overrated it's unbelievable It's all about hands-on life experiences that really cultivate, mold, and shape us. These administrators don't get that. They don't have a fucking idea or a clue, and they don't really have a relationship with these kids. Why do you think doctorate, PhD holding people, presidents of universities hire search committees to make a football coaching hire? Why is that? Why is that, Coach JB? You just made a great point, and you told administrators don't care, and they don't give a shit about high school athletics, and they could care less. Well, it trickles down. When your president at the university hires a search committee, that means they don't give a fuck about the student athlete. If they did, they would personally be interviewing the coach that's going to coach them every day. <laughs> like, it's not that hard of a fucking concept, man. It's all about genuine honesty and loyalty and how you care for your players to get them to run through a wall for you. How many presidents you think talk to the student athletes on these college campuses every day? Or how many do you think hide in their fucking office all day away from these motherfucking kids? They have no investment in these motherfuckers. They don't give a fuck that they spend all their time on the field, in the class, on the field, in the class. Go home. Don't go home for Thanksgiving. Don't go home for Christmas. COVID hit. You can't go home for holidays. Can't be around anybody, son. But we need you to give all your effort to this football program. And then, bam, the kid blows his knee out. And guess what? Now you don't even have scholarship to pay for it. And you don't have no NIL money because nobody picked you up because you were a fucking third string left corner and nobody gave you a deal. Plus, now that you're hurt, nobody gives a fuck about you. Your jersey don't sell in the bookstore and you have no income again you are fucked and that president don't give a fuck about you he just hired a search committee to fire hire a coach to 
come on a campus that he's never been on and have engagement with kids he's never met. <laughs> and he is the smart guy because he has a PhD and makes 400 grand a year and can tell you that he has a PhD and he wants to make sure you think that you're dumb as fuck. When in theory, it's the opposite. It's about hands-on life experiences that we that mold us and that create the person that we are going to be. Or it's the person that we want to teach our young people how to be like. Yes, sir. No, sir. Ma'am. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, Move around. Get away. Not just sucking our teeth, telling motherfucking grown folks how it is when we haven't even lived a third of our life yet. It's an experience based. You can't fucking know something if you've never even experienced it, son. (laughs) I'm just wanting to make sure that you fucking young kids listening understand this. But a lot of you don't. I'm trying to give you some free game here. But anyway... We choose to play sports. Again, life's about choices that we make. We chose to play a competitive sport. I believe that if we choose to do something and not forced to do something, that you should do it all out and gas to the metal, right? Pedal to the fucking metal, all out, give it your all, and because you chose to play, you wanted to play, you wanted to be great at something that you chose to play. So, these brothers who have been kicked out of one district for doing a lot of things go over here to Inglewood High School, which hasn't been great in football for a long time, and... What people don't know about this whole situation is it's more than just a football game between two rivals in football, okay? It's a basketball rivalry. If you guys don't know, Stays Bozeman played at USC basketball, got a shot in the NBA, got a shot with the Oakland Raiders, played in corner. He played quarterback in high school, went to Morningside High School, great L.A. athlete. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, um, you know, There's been legendary people out of these schools. Crenshaw High School, where it's up the street. Legendary people from Daryl Strawberry to fucking um, Eric Davis. Uh, There's been tons of NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL players to come out of these local high schools. Morningside and Inglewood's a little different because you have a gang rivalry as well thrown in the mix, which all the people outside of L.A. don't know about. So it separates the rivalry between the gridiron and the streets. So putting 100 points on you is a truly is a true objective of the of each other. They will put 100 on you if they can. And nobody's going to suck their teeth and cry over spilled milk when it happens. I have yet to hear anybody from the Morningside camp bitching and crying about getting beat 106 to nothing. All I've heard it about is from 
adults in the media talking about how unprofessional and unsportsmanlike 106 to nothing ass whooping was. See, the kids and the coaches took it. See, there's two parts of this thing, man, and I know I'm going a roundabout way. Coach, just give us your thought. My thought is it's a you problem. It's not a me problem. Oh, coach, these are kids. This isn't college. This isn't NFL. Well, college and NFL, it wouldn't be 106 to nothing. <laughs> so no shit. But this is also not youth football. And the title of this show is Lessons to be Learned because without lessons, life will never be the best teacher. I told you the quote of the day, life is the best teacher. Well, inside that life, there's a bunch of lessons to be learned. And the lessons to be learned are things that occur to you during the matriculation process of your life. As you get educated, as you graduate and move on in life, not only graduate from school and earning a diploma or degree, but graduate periodically, quarterly in your life. 10 to 15, 15 to 21, 21 to 30, 30 to 35, 35 to 40, 40 to 45 is where I'm at right now. Every single one of those gaps were lessons in those gaps that taught me a fuck ton of different fucking lessons. I was t life is a great teacher, man. The best teacher ever is life and how you adapt and overcome inside of those different gaps is how you're going to be th remembered when you're fucking dead and buried. Man, Coach JB, man, you know, I think he was, uh, you know, I don't want to say that I'm misunderstood. I'm not misunderstood. I am who I am. I say who, what I say. And the people that like it are the people that like the truth and want to know the truth and respect and appreciate it. The people that don't like it are the ones that either I took their girl and probably fucked her, A, or B, I probably stole their girl and took her to the prom, B, and probably fucked her. And then three, I probably beat your ass on the football field or in the street and you hold a grudge versus me for life for those things. And then you become this mogul icon CEO of a company and now you can show that your dick's bigger than mine by controlling athletes, student athletes, and outcomes within athletic facilities and programs by shitting on them. Because you hated me so bad. Now you hate all athletes and all athletic programs. And everyone's like, what the fuck's he talking about? This shit is real. It actually happens. These are people out there that are so vindictive and fucking nearsighted that they can't, um, they can't grasp the concept that one person affected your life forever and how you treat everybody else is because of that one person fucking your prom queen. 
dog. Life's bigger than you, bro. Get over it, man, and move on. We could still be cool. I don't know. But this shit is a real thing. And 106 to nothing football game in high school should have been prevented before you ever blame a coach or a kid for beating that team 106 to nothing. And the administration should have prevented the game from ever occurring because period, they both knew how shitty one team was and how good the other one was. The other one had a team, a quarterback going to UCLA. He throws 13 or 14 touchdowns in the football game. The other team had 14 players. That is an administrative issue that should have been addressed Monday of the game week and the game should have never even occurred. For you to put the game on the coach and the players solely is mismanagement at its finest and horrible leadership, period. I've dealt with these fucking bureaucrats. They're fucking quick to judge you and throw you under the bus, though, but they'll never, ever, ever take responsibility or accountability of what the fuck their actions should have been or what they didn't do. And that's what happened here. 106 to nothing. And people say, Coach, I get what you're saying. It's a you problem. You have to stop me. Uh, Whoop-de-whoop. But it was 104 to nothing, and they went for two. Okay. Maybe they didn't have a fucking kicker. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a fucking kicker. But... All I know is life's lessons are to be taught within this 106 to nothing game, which is my original thought on this whole rendition. You get beat 106 to nothing. The winners remember it for life. The losers remember it for life. And how you take those lessons and turn it into success is solely on the individual. That's why I'm so against the mental health crutch. Mental health chooses us, man. We don't choose mental health. Calvin Ridley, I'm sorry, son, to break you the bad news, but you ain't got mental health, motherfucker. You have mental fucking weakness. But nobody's told you the fucking truth, and yet you won't allow life to be your best teacher because you're ignoring the truth. And nobody's taught you the truth because they had no fucking nuts and guts to tell you the truth because you were the best player and they wanted to suck your dick all day and tell you how good you were. But then life's going to happen. Henry Ruggs and you're going to kill a person because motherfuckers told you that you're cool to go do a high five with Smith for the Eagles and make it look like a fucking clown show. And nobody told you that you should be fucking worried about going on vacation with them after the season and focus on this business that is a task. This is a business you're about to be in. I want to give some facts to the 106 to nothing game, okay? First of all, my point about this lessons to be learned in this the whole lesson of life lesson that this is a life lesson, 106 to nothing football game. See, if I was on the other side of it, I would be livid, not at the team that beat me by 106 points, but at my own team, my own staff, and my personal, at myself, 
And I would turn that into fucking fuel that would turn into a fire that lit my ass to be successful in life. That's how I've always thought. Probably being drugged through the mud when I was a youngster, being seeing people get their heads blown off onto my own self at house parties and liquor stores in the street probably taught me, okay, I'm either going to go left at the stop sign or make a right. I obviously chose to make a right. I could have sold dope, could have gangbang, could have did a lot of things. But I think I've helped thousands of kids and I think I chose the right path. All right. I'm not a millionaire. I don't claim to be. Um, money's never really moved me. Um, as long as I can make ends meet and uh, buy a few toys here and there if possible, have my dogs, I'm easy. I'm real easy. I fucking, you know, walk the walk. I talk the talk and I back it up and I say what I mean and do what I say. And that's just what it is. I'm real simple. See, I don't lie because liars have to remember. When you tell the truth, you don't have to remember shit. I have too much going on to lie. Like, I have to tell the truth because I don't want to remember shit. I don't want to have to remember shit. Liars have to lie for lies. Just so you're clear. When a liar makes a lie, he has to there cover up that lie with another lie. And so on, so on, and so on. And you can't lie about getting beat 106 to nothing. People out here are always talking about, like, Caleb Weber said he played a high school. His team was up 69 nothing at halftime. They wouldn't let the starters play a snap in the second half to fear a score of 100. I want to break down this, this game here so all you people that aren't in California or in L.A. understand and know the situation. First of all, Inglewood ha- did not have, um, I think they have like 20 players, okay, A. B, if you watch some of the film, you you will see huge plays, of course, but you also will see plays that were thrown behind the line of scrimmage like fucking Patrick Mahomes did 13 times the other day. Um, 13 balls that were thrown on or behind the line of scrimmage tells you something about Patrick Mahomes, A, and Andy Reid is thinking about him right now. We'll get into that later. But there was a lot of quick game, hitches, fucking bubbles, fucking quick passes that were taken 80, 90, 70, 60 yards. What do you teach in this life lesson? Okay, it's all about life lessons, lessons to be learned. My boy was like, well, Coach, JB, come on, man. They were still throwing the ball. But if you throw a bubble and the motherfucking kid takes it 90, do you teach the kid to step out of bounds every time they're dicing your fucking opponent? What is that teaching either side? So it's teaching you to have malice for the fucking lesser talented team, teaching the lesser talented team that they're better than they are, Or is it teaching the kid that's having success that he shouldn't have success? Like he shouldn't be free to go out and ball? Like if I get the ball, I'm trying to score every single time. Is he supposed to take a knee the whole entire second fucking half? I'll be damned if I take a knee or tell a fucking kid of mine 
especially a black kid who already has to deal with every fucking other thing in life to take a fucking knee because we're beating their opponent by a hundred. Fuck no. Motherfucker, we're going to run offense. And you know what? There ain't no backups and third stringers like you guys on YouTube are saying because they had 13 fucking players. So it is a you problem, not my problem, and it's an administration problem from the jump street that the team should have never fucking played from the get-go. Now, if you do kick it off, face the fucking music. Pull up your big boy pants, and you take this ass whooping, and you remember it for the rest of your life. But don't cry over spilled milk and have fucking buyer's remorse, motherfucker. You chose to play a sport, a competitive one at that. And now you're crying and asking for the coach that scored 106 points to be fired? You gotta be shitting me. But we don't want to fire the motherfucker who got beat by 106 points? <laughs> oh, shit. I really laugh, man, at that. The dude that loses by 106 points can keep his job. The guy that torched him loses his. What life lesson is being taught or learned in that scenario? Life is the best teacher. Lessons to be learned are within all the fucking trials and tribulations we face in our lives. And I want to take it and run with it and learn from it instead of, you know, why can't the team that lost 106 to nothing coach get them and say, fellas, we didn't lose and we either win or we learn. And that was my biggest thing, man. You can call it cliche. You can call it um, whatever you want. But first of all, I've never been beat that bad. But second of all, I don't know if that would have been my speech after beginning beat 106 nothing. by the way. But what I do want to say is we learned a great life lesson today. Period. It's time to hit the reset button and start over. We learned a life lesson today. It should take you and it should fuel you to be better in life so you never have to face this scenario ever again. What scenario, coach? Getting fucked by 106 points, son. That's what? That experience. <laughs> I don't think there's a feel sorry for you in fucking sports. I don't believe there is such a thing. Oh, coach, you're just too, you're, you, you, you just want to be a hard ass. No, I don't. I truly believe athletics and football in particular, sets you up for life. If you play football, I believe that there's more successful people coming out of the gridiron than there are of any other sport. I'm talking about overall that people that do actually make it and have success in life, they come from the gridiron. If you compare those with basketball, baseball, everything, football players 
have more successful lives and are more successful in touching someone else in a positive manner than any other sport played. And I would love to see the data on that. And I know there is data out there. But 106 to nothing beat down should be taken as a life lesson and a lesson to be learned. But people don't want to look at it that way. They all want to cry over spilled milk. They want to blame the coach. They want to blame the players. When they should be blaming their own self and their own coach for not fucking having better players, for not having a better program, for not having a better fucking business, whatever it may be. We are too soft now and always are expecting instant gratification and we're so fucking enabled, we can't even pull over for paramedics no more because everything's handed to us. And you saw fucking parents and coaches out there who keep sucking your kids' dicks and telling them how fucking good they are are lying to them and setting up the Henry Ruggs of the world to kill a motherfucker driving drunk. Because life's the best lesson, and Henry Ruggs didn't look at Andy Reid's son last year before the Super Bowl almost kill a person driving drunk and didn't learn from it. Ignorance is life fucking threatening. That's a you problem. Losing 106 to nothing is a you fucking problem. Period. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Pull up your big boy pants and go figure out how not to ever let it happen again. Whether it's football or in life. But you can't do it. You won't do it because you're soft and... I don't know, man. It's not fucking intramurals. This is a competitive fucking sport you chose to play. Now, ante up and play the fucking thing and shut the fuck up. Shake their hand. Be on their way. You got your ass beat. You got handed a can of whoop ass. It happens to the best of us. Go suck it up and be better and figure out how to not to do it again. That's just how it is to me. Um... You know, it, it's, it's a total you problem. And uh, Joe Accord on YouTube, I appreciate you. Please, you guys, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Hit the notification bell so you know when I'm on. I'll be Friday, I'll be on the Pat McAfee show in the morning. And then uh, I wasn't on last week, obviously, because he had some technical issues with the cameras um, on Halloween uh, weekend. But... Um, and then I'll do my own show at 2 p.m. Pacific, okay? this I was supposed to do it on Monday, and uh, I've been ripping and running, man, like a chicken with a head cut off. Um, but Calvin Ridley, Kyrie Irving should do a fucking podcast together titled, I don't know, How to Avoid Work at All Fucking Cost. That's what you guys should... Label your podcast, Kyrie Irving and Calvin Ridley. And then your guest of the week every single fucking day should be Ben Simmons and Simone Biles. That should be your two guests and you two should host it. And that'll be the best podcast in the world. I would never listen to one of them. But Calvin Ridley and Kyrie host a podcast And Ben Simmons and Simone Biles, you're the fucking uh, guest every week. 
and you guys talk about mental health and how fucking. If you had so much mental health, Ben Simmons, why the fuck did you did turn down the 76ers mental fucking psychologist today? And then half of you will still believe Ben Simmons has mental health. That's the fucking crazy part. Fire these motherfuckers, man. NBA, NFL, fire the motherfuckers who don't want to show up to work and make millions of dollars so the fucking blue-collar frontline workers at Walmart can appreciate something that they actually pay for. They actually pay for your fucking salaries, you fucking enabled soft cunt bitch. Kyrie Irving and... Aaron Rodgers, just so we're clear, JB calls it square, square, and a circle, a circle. I'm always going to keep it 100 like y'all say. Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving, there's no fucking difference. The difference is in the league that you play in, motherfucker. So I want to clear the air here. Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated either, apparently. And that just hit the news today. And nobody's talking about that. And to be fair to Kyrie Irving's bitch ass, what's why not why not Aaron Rodgers? Why not fucking throw Aaron Rodgers under the bus? Well, this is the this is the issue. The NFL didn't mandate COVID vaccine. The NBA did. That's number one. So please understand the facts before you just go out there talking about shit like you don't know what you're talking about. Motherfuckers now are going to talk about the black versus the white thing and all this old shit. Listen, I love Kyrie's game. I love Aaron Rodgers as a total human and his game. Um, I don't like Kyrie's human fucking policy. But at the end of the day, they are in the same boat along with Rolovich who got fired at Washington State as the head coach because he didn't vaccinate. They should all be treated equally in my opinion. That's just not how life works. That's not how life works. Sorry. Coach, he never misses. He's never late. He's never made He's never mispracticed. He's never done this. But can he catch a one-handed ball on his toe and go 90? No, coach, he cannot. He can't even make our practice squad. Well, then go tell him I'll give him an award for missing for never missing, but tell him he'll never play it down here. Well, damn, coach, that's fucked up. He's here every day. He does everything you say to do. And I thank him for it, and I appreciate it. But this is a results-oriented life we live, and it's unfortunate, and it's sad to some people. But the bottom line is, the truth is the fucking truth, people. You got beat 106 to nothing is the truth. There's no reason to cry over it now. The LBGTQ community or whatever they're called has come out now and forgiven the baby. Now the, the they're like the president. These motherfuckers came out and said, "The baby, you could go back on tour." <laughs> hey, the baby, you can go back on tour now. Really, the LBGTQ is the fucking the the governing body that we all have to listen to now. But guess what they said though? But we don't 
forgive Dave Chappelle. <laughs> we forgive the baby, but not Dave Chappelle. Oh, man. This shit is fucking killing me. Some of you guys should write my podcast, and then if I wrote it, I would actually just stick to a script. But uh, unfortunately, I, I don't. I don't really read anything. I, I, I have three things written on my... <laughs> I just speak from the dome because that's what real people do. And I come into um, a podcast, and I have a few topics, of course, for what happened over the few day, last few days. Um, but I just want to be real and talk about real shit you know what i mean i don't want to discuss fake shit i'm not a fake news guy i'm not a conspiracy theorist guy even though i can come up with my own deals um you know it is what it is but calvin ridley to miss work which is which he's doing to claim this whole mental health fit you should hear marcellus wiley on on uh speak for yourself he, he also said the same thing. Me and Marcellus grew up together. We're, we actually have a lot of the same ideologies. I'm glad that somebody on a bigger platform is actually saying the truth. And Marcellus called it out the same way. And I'm glad he did because I was going to say I was doing my podcast on Monday when he was on his show. And I'm glad I, I got to see someone else talk about it because that's exactly what I would have said. And Calvin Ridley, these cats that keep saying mental health is, is, is really sadly mistaken in giving these young black boys and black girls a false sense of reality because they're giving these kids, which they should be giving them a huge fucking positive role model, which we used to have commercials, Charles Barkley, Shaq. Everybody was on the role model commercials back in the day growing up. Nowadays, you see more fucking weed commercials. You see more fucking fast food commercials. You wonder why the shit we see every day, because we're on our fucking phone every single day, and everything you see starts ingraining into these young kids' fucking influential minds. And when you tell these kids they can fucking wear headsets on the sideline with the coach, guess what the high school kid now does? He goes to practice and tells the head high school coach to fuck you. I don't need to listen to you. Dak Prescott's the same motherfucking dude I am. He has control of the team. Why can't I? That is my point on the whole headset thing. Everybody's like, coach, it's just a headset. da 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 da, da. But then the next day you see a you see a kid in college dunk on a coach at practice and the coach falls down and now he's basically embarrassed and now you've lost all fucking sense of leadership and hierarchy with your position group and now people that don't understand the game of football will never understand what I'm talking about which it's okay all right I I, I get it it's okay I don't need you to understand but there has to be levels of separation when it comes to leader, subordinate, player, teacher, student. There has to be a hierarchy or there will be fucking anarchy. Period. But a lot of people won't fucking, they don't want to listen to that real shit. They rather think that it's cool and it's okay. No, it ain't cool and okay. 
Because your kid telling your mama what to fucking eat at night ain't okay to me. Your kid telling motherfuckers that I ain't pulling over for the paramedics ain't okay for me. I want to choke fuck your kid, motherfucker, and I will teach his bitch ass some fucking manners. If your ass won't. But that's why kids get pulled out of high schools every five minutes. That's why kids enter transfer portals every five minutes and sit in a transfer portal rather than go to junior college and get their fucking skin toughened because they run the easy way out. They have an out to get away from a tough lesson that they should be learning about life, which is the best teacher. They are having out and it's called a transfer portal. They have an out. It's called transfer high schools, fake an address and go transfer to another high school four fucking times because you didn't play at the other school. And when the governing bodies stop it, when high schools don't allow you to go transfer, when the college NCAA non-caring assholes of America don't allow you to transfer, it'll stop. It'll cease. You'll start to see fucking things change. Period. But until you do so, it's going to continue to be this soft-ass, enabled, instant gratification, fucking cunt, pussy-ass fucking society we have. Period. That's what it is. Just trying to tell you, man. Um... How about agents tweeting they have shit to say? Agents of NFL players are tweeting that they have shit to say tomorrow and they're going to not be quiet anymore. So I don't know if you know Adam Thielen plays for the Vikings and Jefferson, another receiver, has has an agent that's basically tweeting out shit that I'm very, uh, I'm going to stop being quiet. I'm going to start telling everybody how this should be and that, the Vikings are horribly coached and all this and shit. Shut the fuck up and go in your little office in your little tight fucking Euro suit and where I can't even see nothing but your fucking heartbeat because your fucking pants are so tight and stay in your fucking lane and let the coaches coach and let your play get your players jobs, motherfucker. Go get your player a new job and shut the fuck up. You know nothing about what the fuck you're discussing. Okay, so that's further proof that now we have these agents who also now want to dabble into every fucking thing like they think they know all this shit and really they don't know shit and they're fucking horrible. And I'm just telling you, it's unfortunate. It's a shit show. And we are the softest motherfuckers in the world right now. Period. I'm surprised Deshaun Watson didn't get traded. I'm surprised that shit didn't happen. Um, Von Miller to the Rams is a problem. Like I tweeted on Monday. Houston, we have a problem. I think that Von Miller is going to be rejuvenated. I think... He takes pressure off of uh, Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald takes pressure off him. They also have fucking the other kid on the edge who's another freak. The Rams have the back row sewn up. Jalen Ramsey and them. The Rams are a problem. 
Now, it doesn't mean they're going to win it all. The NFL is very, very, the parity is real, okay? Everybody's pretty decent. When you get paid millions of dollars, there's pretty much even talent across the board. But my point to the whole surprising me that Watson wasn't traded is because of the soft-ass fucking world we live in and the motherfuckers that are so forgiving and, and allowing, I'm surprised they didn't trade for the motherfucker, even with 40 motherfucking lawsuits hanging over his head. Because shit, Kareem Hunt's playing. I expect Ruggs to be playing again soon. Josh fucking Gordon's back playing. I mean, why not? Let everybody play. (laughs) We got rapists, pedophiles, and, and, and domestic violators playing. We got motherfucking manslaughter fucking... Vehicular uh, homicide motherfuckers playing. Why not trade for a motherfucker that has 40 fucking lawsuits play? I mean, that's where we are. I mean, we can't hit the quarterback. We fucking, we, we get called for unsportsmanlike conduct. We got, we got targeting rules that are so fucking unbelievably soft because they don't know the rules. Um, we, this, this, this whole fucking thing is imploding right before our eyes. This whole thing, meaning the fucking world we live in right now is so fucking soft because we refuse to allow life to be the best teacher when it is life is the best teacher, but we're ignoring the fucking lessons that it is teaching us. And guess who fucking is reaping the fucking benefits? Well, they're not reaping the benefits. Guess who's having all the fucking bad outcomes. Your kids. Your kids are seeing it, motherfuckers. No, the NFL is not a bunch of gangsters, Kobe Lemon. Why would you say that? Because they're black? (laughs) Don't you hate when people tell you that? They're wannabe gangsters, motherfucker. Let's make sure we're clear. If they were real gangsters, they wouldn't be playing football in the NFL. I know real gangsters, and I knew real football players. There's one or the other. You ain't going to fucking do one another. You're a fake studio gangster. Those are your rappers, your singers, your fucking actors, and the Henry Ruggs of the world who fucking carry a gun in the car going 156. When he has a management team, a, a, a fucking agent, and a publicist. <laughs> that tells me you have a horrible fucking, you have horrible homies. Because you don't have homies, you have acquaintances. You have partners. There's a huge difference. And when I try to tell you motherfuckers that there's a big difference between partners, homies, friends, and acquaintances, people look at me like, what? Motherfucker, yes. There's a difference. Acquaintances attach to you when you become successful, motherfucker. They weren't there when you were struggling living in your car. And you know what? When I was living in my motherfucking car, I counted and remembered in my mental fucking Rolodex on all the motherfuckers that never were there to help me. And when I became successful, motherfuckers hit me back and tried to get in my wheelhouse. And I told them to eat a fucking dick up. Because I remembered, motherfucker. Because I've always been there for motherfuckers. Just so we're clear. I've always been there for my fucking real day ones. 
unfortunately, I have never had anyone there for me. Never. You know what, though? Am I supposed to cry over spilled milk? Am I going to blame mental fucking health? No. I'm going to suck it up, pull up my big boy pants, because I have a 22-year-old daughter that I have to fucking end up eventually fucking either helping in some way, providing for in some way. I have a mother still alive. I might have to help her in some way. There's more to it than just your selfish fucking self. And that's Henry Ruggs, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Aaron Rodgers, Rolovich. I mean, let's be real. I want to have the freedom of speech, First Amendment right we are given. Just like Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving and everyone else. I don't want to take the shot. But I had to take the shot for the other people around me to go to an event. If I made $4 million a year like Rolovich did at Wazoo, I would have had the shot in my fucking asshole. I wouldn't have given a fuck. Not because of the money, but because of the fact that I promised 200 people, 100 players... That I was going to coach them and look after them and help them become grown men and move on to the NFL. To me, it goes the same way with Aaron Rodgers as he should be dedicated to the team, which he is. He came back to play. He's been balling out. I love to see him play and do what he's doing. As you tell what a smart, educated motherfucker he is if you watch Pat McAfee's show on Tuesdays with him. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do for the team that you chose to come back and play for. Life is about choices, man. We all make them. Don't come back and play then. Don't get vaccinated. I mean, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you get vaccinated or not. I have not a fucking give a fuck less. I'm glad you stood for something. My issue is when there's other people involved that we're leaving out to dry. Kyrie, you're leaving out your teammates that you sold them on on making a trade for Harden and told them that you wanted to go do all this shit and now your ass ain't even there. Like, a great leader you are, you hypocritical fuck. Ben Simmons, you're a mental fucking midget. You need to go somewhere with the Kardashians and get butt fucked by Caitlyn Jenner, motherfucker. Caitlyn Jenner. Can you believe I just said that is his name? This motherfucker was on the box of Wheaties. He was on the fucking box of Wheaties. Motherfucker's hero. Now he said OJ Simpson told Nicole Simpson he was going to kill her. <laughs> That's what this motherfucker said today if you didn't want pay attention. Um, anyway, I don't know what made me say that. Um. This is how soft and enabled we are without learning lessons. Deshaun Jackson is from L.A., all right? Just so we're clear. Deshaun Jackson is from L.A. He has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams to play football in his hometown on a team that has Super Bowl admirations and is very close to possibly being the best team in the NFL this year. They can arguably be top three team in the NFL and can play for a Super Bowl in their home arena this year. 
We're so selfish and enabled that Deshaun Jackson, rather than playing in front of his home crowd and on a winning team, wants to bitch and moan about not getting more touches and ask to be fucking traded. And the Rams cut his ass. And I think more teams need to do so with these soft crybaby motherfuckers. Deshaun Jackson, dog. You were the shit at Long Beach Poly. You were the shit at Cal. You were the shit with the Eagles. But you were young. You are now an older receiver. And it's father time is undefeated. It's just like pussy. Pussy's undefeated. Father time's undefeated. And you need to accept the fact that you're not Tom Brady. That's one of a million. And you're a receiver that used your hamstrings a lot. And you're older and you're a step slower and you're not a number one. Enjoy life. Make your millions. You still got paid, dog. And you're at home at the crib on a winner. And you're that selfish where you need to go back and now... I hope you get traded to the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars, motherfucker. Go lose every game. Selfish fucks. You just told every single fucking young kid up there coming up the ranks that fuck it. Let me be about myself. Fuck the team. That's the problem, dog. Nobody's holding these motherfuckers accountable no more. And it's all about me, 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 me. Period. That's what it is. I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. Um, I don't know. It's crazy, man. It really is sad. Um, so let me get back. Let me get to the uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid thing. Patrick Mahomes threw 13 footballs at or behind the line of scrimmage on Monday night versus the Giants, which they should have lost the game. Um I tweeted out a tweet that said basically you can tell some mechanically thing he's changed some things mechanically because the balls weren't a great tight spiral and when that happens when you're a quarterback guy and you see what happens you know when that type of thing happens you start to see the balls get more wobbly because you're worried about different mechanics which is totally understandable and when I saw him do that I said okay he's going to start throwing from the pocket he's going to start looking at a little few different things and he still was the same one because it's going to take time for him to stop being a gimmick guy, which they figured out to being a real pocket QB and using your feet to make plays without lateral movement, more escape the pocket by climbing the pocket vertically, then you will become a better quarterback. But Andy Reid has to be saying, we're throwing the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage for a fucking reason. If you're the best so-called best motherfucker, why the fuck aren't you throwing the ball down the fucking field? No, Mahomes is not worth his contract, dog. I've been saying it for two years on my podcast. If you go back to listen, you'll all know. My true podcast listeners know. I've been talking about Patrick Mahomes as a gimmick quarterback, just like I've been saying... Uh, Lamar Jackson will never win a Super Bowl unless they change their platform, unless they change their mechanics, unless they throw the football from the pocket on time. They're never going to win a Super Bowl. So 
The reason that the Chiefs fans are picking on a former player of mine, Daniel Sorensen, who looks real bad this year, because their defense is obviously the worst in the NFL, so it makes DBs real easy to be suspect, number one. So for all you football fucking gurus out there that don't have a fucking clue on how football really works, if your D-line is shitty and your linebackers are shitty, you cannot cover NFL people for seven seconds, just so we're clear. Okay, boom. But the bigger picture is... You fucking idiots overpaid a gimmick quarterback that's going to fuck your franchise for the next 10 years and you can't get better on defense. (laughs) But nobody wants to talk about that shit. Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Let's just start bashing Daniel Sorensen, the one white safety in the NFL that's left. Let's bash him. Because he looks bad, but let's not talk about how shitty your D-line and linebackers are and how fucking long they have to cover for you, fucking idiot. Anyway, um, this is how soft we've become, okay? Now, don't get it twisted. You know I love my dogs, and I'm about dogs, and I'm about all that shit. But I did grow up in Compton when pit fighting was a big thing cockfighting, roosters and shit was a big thing. And when Mike Vick got arrested for it and all that, that's kind of when the fucking world started to change. Um, it's right around the same time they took the wedge buster out on kickoff and the, and the return team from holding hands. I think I'm trying to put all this together at the same time. Um, I, I know a thousand motherfuckers that should have been put in jail for pit fighting then if you're going to single out Michael Vick, just so we're clear. I don't know any white people that have been thrown in jail for killing a million greyhounds after racing and them losing and they have to put them down. I never heard of a motherfucker killing a horse after a loss get thrown in jail. But it is what it is, right? I don't condone fighting any dogs. I'm just telling you that was a way of life growing up. But... We don't want to tell the truth no more. We just want to blame motherfuckers and put it off and get it off us. Let's get it off us. Clear my conscience. I'm good. You take it over there. Chris Jones is out of is playing out of out of uh, position though. That's another problem, and that's why the Chiefs D coordinator, in my opinion, is horrible. But anyway, back to the whole pit thing. Texas, as of in two thousand as of two thousand twenty two, is going to be illegal to chain a dog up outside. You cannot chain your dog up in Texas in 2022 or it will be illegal and it will be jailable offense and a fine and they will take your dog. So time out. Listen, I'm all for the dogs. We all know this. There should never even be a debate about it. My dogs sleep in my house. They're a king and queens treated like a fucking they're they're right here at my feet right now. They're sleeping on each other down here. If you can see them. Um, three of them are sleeping on each other. Two are sleeping on each other in front of me. But growing up in the hood, dogs were chained up for a reason. And they're dogs, okay? They're dogs. They don't need to be... It's not your two-year-old daughter chained up outside, you fucking idiots. I think we become... We're, we're taking this thing and we're making this, we're taking soft, okay? And we're stretching this motherfucker out. 
we're stretching soft out. And it's becoming a 1970s porn pussy. It's so fucking big and stretched out. You motherfuckers are stretching this thing out to ungodly fucking results. Like, dog, please give it up. You're fucking trying to cancel Michael Myers, homie, a made-up figure on a fucking movie. Please chill the fuck out. Let's draw the line. PETA's worried about fucking the bullpen in Major League Baseball right now. Stay in your fucking lane. Dogs chained up is nothing that I would do. I don't chain them up. But my dogs are somewhat cordial. So if somebody runs in my yard, obviously, Stogie will bite your face off, A. B, they won't bite your face off if they know you. They know my folks, and there's not a dog I own that's a fear that's going to fear you, that make you fear for your life. Stogie sometimes is an asshole, and he will do a couple dumb things, and he might snip at you or something because of something that he was taught. But I have to have one asshole. But just so we're clear, they're not going to be chained up, or I'll just put them in the garage. But please stop putting every fucking thing on this soft pedestal where we have to fucking cancel every fucking thing. At least you let the the, the baby or what's his name? The baby, the, the baby, whatever the fuck his name is. At least he could go back to concerts. <laughs> but apparently the, the, the community won't allow Dave Chappelle. They still want Dave Chappelle's head on a fucking... Uh, post, I guess. What a fucking joke. I got some dislikes. Bree, Lucy. You guys know this probably. See, I got my feminine side comes out on weekends. I go shopping for shit for my house. And I, I, I redid my pantry. I redid my laundry room. And then I redid my refrigerator, right? I had to organize myself or i feel that if i have lingering shit over my head i have anxiety i'll fucking have to get that shit done before i can do anything else well i had to get my laundry room and my pantry done to where it's nice so i i got a new door for my pantry the glass one that has pantry on it, it's a frosted glass and then i did the same for my laundry room because i have a big laundry room and then i did the same for my refrigerator right put everything in containers made them all nice brie and lucy you guys make sure you're paying attention to this one have you ever went shopping and bought a bunch of shit and when you get it fucking home, all the fucking price tags are right where you fucking don't want them and you have to get them off and you can't get them off and then you have to put hot water on them and then you have to scrub them off and then you still can't get them off and then it makes a bunch of sticky fucking noise. Can they just put the fucking price tags on the bottom of the shit we buy? That has to be one of my top five most irritating pet peeves. Put the fucking 
sales price on the bottom of the fucking product. Quit putting it on the front of the motherfucking glass jar that I can't get your price off, motherfucker. I bought the shit at Home Goods or Ross or Burlington or somewhere cheap. I don't want the fucking homies to think I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck, but I, I don't like the price tag on my shit. Can you please get the shit off? Holy fuck. Um, Tim Parrish most overrated Mahomes most underrated Stafford that's my over underrated I don't know no I didn't have one set up for today Um, okay last thing I'm going to leave you with two last things I got two, two more things so that's not last thing so I got two more things all you math majors out there. I see all the hatred with the whole Cincinnati thing being ranked in number six in the college football poll. And I see everyone saying that Bama shouldn't be two. And then I see all the whole Ohio State Oregon debate. But what blows my mind is that Kirk Herb Street. Who calls games on weekends? How bad and biased this motherfucker really truly is. He has blatantly came out and had the audacity to say that Ohio State should be number three, Oregon should not be in the top four. When Oregon beats you at your place I I just don't get how we hire some of these motherfuckers man and it blows my mind that this motherfucker is such a homer that he cannot be taken serious by any real fucking football fan when all he talks about is Ohio State remember he bashed Michigan last year and had to apologize for it and he's crying and I'm the fuck Stop crying, motherfucking you fake see-through panty-wearing motherfucker. I see through you like some shitty Walmart lingerie, motherfucker. You are a fake fraud. And you can't even be taken serious enough to fucking talk about a fucking profession that you're in calling it how it is. Is Ohio State better than Oregon right now? Maybe. I don't know. But all I do know is they lost head to fucking head at your place in front of 110,000. For you to even think they should be rated higher than Oregon is a fucking slap in the face to every single fucking college fan, football fan out there. Number three is you think fucking Cincinnati should be in the top four. Motherfucker, we get that you're from Ohio, homie, but Cincinnati would get beat by Alabama by 30. Shut the fuck up. They beat a Notre Dame team who's shitty. Who else did they beat? A bad Indiana team this year. And other than that, who? Bowling Green, Ball State, Ohio? Like, who the fuck have they beat? <laughs> Dog, you fucking are a joke to me. Kurt Herbstreit is a fucking joke, and he's ESPN's golden boy. As long as he keeps making fucking apologies by crying, I think he gets a pass. When I look at it, and I say, you're a fake fuck. 
and I ain't giving you shit. Anyway, Oregon should be number four in my opinion, and I think Oregon is very average football team. I think the Pac-12 is horrible. I think Oregon is not very good. I think they're average. But they beat Ohio State. Arguably, Oregon has the best win of any other team in college football. Because Clemson losing to, or the Georgia win over Clemson is proven that it wasn't a big win as we all thought. Clemson's not very good this year. So who has a bigger win than Oregon over Ohio State? That is what the fucking committee looks at, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Oregon has the best win of any team. And Alabama has the worst loss to number tw- or number 20 at the time. Or I don't even know if A&M was ranked. I, they were not ranked because that was the first time Saban's lost to an unranked team since 2006 or some shit. So, but who is better than Alabama to be ranked? Who's going to be put in the top four if Alabama is not? Just answer me that. Riddle me that, motherfucker. Because Alabama still deserves to be in the top four. I don't give a fuck what you say about the loss to Alabama. And, I mean, to A&M. And the Pac-12 is not very good. Oregon's average at best, in my opinion. They lost to a shitty Stanford team. Um, But when you play power five programs and you're in the power five, they're going to continue to put the power five in the BCS playoff berth over a group of five team like Cincinnati, coastal Carolina, so on and so forth. So I just want to make sure we're clear. All right. Um, the Cosby pill. I don't know who you are or what you are, but, I'm putting you on timeout because you're bugging the fuck out of me, you fucking weird fuck. Um, Kirk Herbstreit's a fake fuck. So, anyway, I think Georgia's number one. Bama's number two. I believe um, Michigan State. I mean, we're going to see. They have to play Ohio State, right? So, I think they got to play Penn State still. Michigan State has the hardest schedule. So does so Ohio State has to play Michigan and Michigan State and Penn State, right? So we'll see. We'll see. Um I still want to see Georgia play Alabama and let the two best teams figure it out. Period. And then they'll still be in the fucking thing. So if Georgia beats Alabama, do you think Alabama's still in the playoffs? That's the question. Because I still bet you they put them at number four. (laughs) Oklahoma deservingly should be at number eight or whatever. They're fucking a shit show every year. Um, They get beat by 50 when it matters. Now, I would argue... Nobody's going to get beat by 50 this year because the parity is so evenly watered down because of the transfer portals really being seen at its biggest right now. And everybody's really fucking average after Georgia and Alabama. I've been telling you guys that forever. So, I don't know. OBJ's dad posts this thing about the video. They removed him from practice today. They told him he can go home. That's how soft we are. See what I'm saying? I would have made that motherfucker practice. Fuck all that shit. But apparently his daddy posted some video. Like, dog, we have our daddies fighting our fucking battles now. 
Like, I'm so over. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm done beating a dead horse. I'm not even going to dive deep into the OBJ's dad thing. OBJ and just saying the word his daddy irks my core. I wish my dad would fight a battle for me. <laughs> my dad would have fucking grabbed me and told me, get the fuck back in there and shut the fuck up. I ain't doing shit for your ass. Again, life is the best teacher. Take that ass whooping, son. <laughs> You'll learn from it. Like, we don't have that no more. We're going to take the kid out of the fight and pull out a gun. <laughs> and then guess what? Henry Ruggs is going to put a gun in his car and then kill a motherfucking lady driving drunk. Because no life lesson was taught. And life being the best teacher was ignored. But anyway, what do I know? OBJ's dad is a cowardly cunt, and so is OBJ, and OBJ is questionable, and some nobody traded for him for a reason. There must be some things out there. I, I, I mean, I've heard stories that uh, cancer. I've heard other shit. I believe he is good. I believe he could be great. I believe him with Aaron Rodgers would be fun to watch or Tom Brady, but, you know, at the same time, dog, fight your own battles, dog. Don't have your daddy do it. Uh, if you don't like Baker Mayfield getting you to rock, go tell him the man to man. Your daddy has to fight your battles. Like that's the soft fucking world we live in. But a lot of you fuckers keep ignoring the fact that we're soft as runny baby shit. <sighs> All right. Anyway, my alma mater, I've posted a few things. I've actually emailed a few administrators and some people because I got a lot of people hitting me up about being the voice for this situation. My alma mater, Compton Community College here in California, where I played and later was the youngest head football coach in California Junior College history at the time. Um, has forfeited the remainder of their season for a second consecutive season. Okay. I have a real problem with this for the simple fact that the stadium is named after my uncle Tay Brown, number one. Number two, my dad played there, was an All-American. I later played there, was an All-American. My uncle was an All-American there, played at UCLA for the 49ers, Bob Moore, way back in the 50s. The history of Compton College is Duke Snyder, great Dodger. Pete Rozelle, who, who basically has created what the NFL is today, was the best commissioner the NFL's ever had. Um, Hugh McElhaney fucking we can go down the list on how many motherfucking Hall of Fame people went to Compton College okay Kevin fucking Costner Marilyn Monroe the Venus Arenas the fucking NWAs the fucking the games the fucking Dr. Dre's fucking I can go on and on and on about the lore of Compton Community College and what it means to that community. And we're forfeiting seasons. And these young kids can't get. They don't deserve better than what the fuck is happening there. It irks me that we're in a shitty situation already. But if I see an excuse that you don't have enough able bodies is a you problem, motherfuckers. 
It's like getting beat 106 to nothing. Dog, you didn't recruit enough motherfuckers. You have a turf field with lights now. When I was there, we had a dirt field with motherfucking fireworks and street lights by the car's headlights. And I had 200 motherfuckers in the program and eight went on to the NFL. And you have facilities now and you can't fill a fucking roster. I know the president there. We actually grew up together. I don't even want to say names or talk bad about the motherfucker. He had something to do with me leaving Compton the first time around. I might have something to do with that motherfucker leaving this time around. Let's just put it that way. Motherfucker, you're fucking ruining a motherfucking pillar of the community. And if motherfuckers don't want to step up and cancel your motherfucking ass like you tried to cancel me and a a thousand other motherfuckers, we're going to see if my voice and platform can be used to help these youngsters out. Fuck the dumb. Compton College deserves better. I turned that motherfucker around in one year as a coach. I know it can happen. These motherfuckers getting beat. They got beat 92 to nothing in junior college last year. They got beat 77 to nothing last week. I bet dollars to dimes your fucking bitch asses got beat so bad last week that your fucking players quit on your sorry ass and now you can't fill the roster and now you're claiming you don't have enough people. Accountability is fucking lacking from the president to the motherfucking players. And if the mayor don't want to get involved or the board of trustees, motherfucker, I'm going to get involved. So don't trip. See what cracks. What's all the spam shit cracking? I don't get it. Um, but anyway, Compton College has forfeited a second year in a row. A second year in a row. So those kids just say, fuck, we're fucked, huh? We get fucked. Like, come on, dog. It, it's a sad day, man. Crenshaw High School has been led by the same person for a long time has also came out today and said that they didn't have enough vaccinated players to play their first playoff game. So the team they were going to play automatically moves up to the second round. And this team actually, Crenshaw High, a legendary school, forfeits. (laughs) Dog, that's a you problem, Coach Garrett. Dog, You should attack this whole problem before. Now these kids can't play in the playoffs. The community now lacks a game in the playoffs. And a team that did not deserve to win gets to move on in the playoffs. And that is the world we live in right now. And everyone's enabled. We're all fucking so giving. Give out a trophy to everybody. And let's make sure we teach the softest possible life lessons so when our kids get older they can drive 156 miles an hour and kill a person your daughter my daughter your wife our sister whoever it may be let's make sure we keep fucking teaching this these uh 
these kids all the wrong shit. Lots to look up to, you dumb fucks. Hey, man, tune in Friday, Pat McAfee Show. Later on for the Slapdick Podcast, 2 p.m. Friday, I'll be back. YouTube, stay on. I'll be on here for a while talking to you. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple. Make sure uh, you give me a thumbs up on uh, Yelp or whatever. I don't even know how that works. I really don't give a fuck if you put a thumbs up your ass or give me a thumbs up. I really don't give a fuck. I just wanted to tell you that. But I appreciate everybody. My haters I like, you're my biggest fans. Appreciate it. And I'll see you Friday. And uh, don't be a fuck stick or a shit bird. Just be a slap dick. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Give me another guy. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see.